Hey everyone, welcome to the Win with Heather Havenwood. This is Raw with Heather Havenwood, just me solo by myself. And uh, before we get started, I want to you know reach out to our sponsors, Mobit. You can check out Mobit at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Now, what Mobit does is you can text, you can you get your own short code. So you can text the word sexy to 72,000. Text the word sexy to 72,000 in the United States. You can see how it works. And so you can use this for your business too. You can text the word whatever, one, two, three, four, or text the word your name of your business. Um, and it gets, it's, a, it's a way to get people on your list. So check it out it's really an amazing way to do marketing because nowadays people are walking around with their cell phones right so um, you can use this in a lot of different ways I highly suggest it versus like give me your email address right this is a great way people to opt in you can also uh, text message them certain things or like you know uh, new upcoming sales and with the Thanksgiving and Christmas around the corner it's a great way to do it there are other sponsors Thinkific our newest sponsor Thinkific you can check out uh, Thinkific at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Thinkific so just put the word T-H-I-N-C-K-I-F-I-C Thinkific so what this does is if you're a um, a speaker author coach and you want to create or already have your own information marketing products this is a way this software is designed to be your members area to do everything for you for the information marketing it's pretty awesome software actually greg smith is the founder and i absolutely love it they're both my sponsors of the win okay guys we are talking november 13th it's been a long week it's been a long week and the election happened if you've been under a rock somewhere the election here in the united states just happened and donald j trump is the winner and i'm looking at the the final vote of electoral vote electoral vote he is right now at 290 now it's kind of different results this is the one i'm looking at as of right now um that was updated this morning 290 and she's at 228 you had to get you had to get 270 to win and she is see he is not the popular vote at this moment she is by let's see how many da, 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 da. wow it's like mm, like 400,000 people off wow pretty amazing so she, he got 47% of the popular vote she got 48% that's how tight this race is and actually some other um some other companies are saying that he got a popular vote so i don't you know i don't know but i'm looking right now the one i'm looking at is via uh google actually i just typed it in and that's the one now i want to talk to you about today something specific about this election that really relates to business okay i'm going to relate this to business today and i was watching meet the press this morning um it's a very democratic view meet the press however i watch it and chuck todd is the, the announcer i watch it because my boyfriend always asks me, why do you watch that? And I'm like, I watch what the other side is doing. Why would you not? Why would you not understand their view? And this is where I think Donald Trump did such a great job is he didn't listen to just the pollsters. He began to listen to the people. What was really weird today was watching this. The Meet the Press was how some of the people, they call the roundtable, were actually what I call fessing up to you know, Donald Trump really tapped into the American people in the rural areas. If you look at the map, right, and I want to explain this to you. This is, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing this back to business, okay? If you look at the map, the final map, okay, red is Republican, blue is Democrat. If you look at the counties, because they actually break it up in states, of course, but then they break it up each state into the counties. You can see that in the major metropolitan areas, L.A., New York, um, 
Miami, like massive metropolitan areas, it's blue, Democratic. If you look at the rule, anything in between, even the, even the, the east side of all of California, it's all red. It's all red. And what that means is those are what I call the what we call working class. They're farmers, they're industrialists, manufacturing, anything outside of what I call tech. And this is where Donald Trump won. He began to listen to what they're calling, the pundits are calling the working class. Where they got it wrong is, because I heard this too, I heard them say things like, well, he's going after the uneducated route, the uneducated people. No, no, no. I think this is where they really got they got to what what they were kind of fessing up to today was they would say things like, well, they're going after the uneducated white male, the uneducated female. OK, and people who are in these rural areas doesn't mean they're uneducated. It doesn't mean that at all that they're uneducated. In fact, I know some extremely successful, intelligent people who don't live in the city. They just don't want to live in the city. They're just not in the tech space. Why would they live in the city when they can live on 10 acres out in other areas with a gorgeous home and, and make money out there? Why do they have to live in the city to be educated? It doesn't make sense. And so that was the, the tipping point. And I want you to think about this, how you view your business, how you view your market. Many times I ask people all the time, hey, who's your market? Who's listening to your podcast? Who's listening to your show right now? And they'll give me a guess. They'll go, well, I think it's blah, 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 because they assume that that's who they are. That's who they're attracting. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, Donald Trump was a billionaire, but he was also a man who understood the working class. So he was able to tap into that, even though that's not necessarily who he was. He was able to tap into that, understand and listen to their desires and needs. And when you're in a business, that's your job. That's your job to listen to your customers' needs, desires, and wants, their problems, their challenges, what they're going through. How can you help them? How can you serve them? What can you sell them to help them relieve a problem? Because that's capitalism. So that's why he, I feel he did so well at tapping into the voice. He understood what it's like to actually not listen to the pollsters, but listen to the people. Listen to the customers. And that's what I want you to tap into. So I'm going to give you some stats here. Stat one is Trump won more rural counties. Well, I mean, we kind of know that. Well, what's the number? The number is he won 90.5% of all rural counties in the entire country. That is huge. That's massive. That right there is what really put him over the edge. Um, Clinton won more counties where at least 50% of the adults have bachelor degrees. 80%. She won 80% of that. Trump won more counties where less than 5% of the population is foreign born. So what I hear with that is he tapped into what I call the, um, the core of America. All right. Again, core market. He tapped into what I call core market. Um, Trump won more counties where the median household income is less than 50000 Now, you got to remember, in rural counties, you can make $45,000 a year and still live extremely well. Now, I know people in, who live in San Francisco and New York or L.A., they're like, oh, my God, that's poor. Not necessarily. When I used to live in Gatesville, Texas, which is the middle of nowhere, 
and I mean nowhere. When I lived there, if you made $30,000 a year, you were considered rich in the area. I mean, we had a BMW. We were the only entire person in the entire city, town, really. We had one McDonald's, one 7-Eleven, um, one Walmart, and we were the only foreign car in the entire town. Like People like, oh, what's wrong? Are you like wealthy? I'm like, actually, we're not. <laughs> we were making barely $40,000 a year or something, but we just had that car, and it was older, and we just had the car. So um, it was easier than to buy a new car, but they assumed that, because that we, were, we were rich. Let's see. This is interesting. Clinton won more counties where less than 50% of the population is white. That's a critical one because I think because there's been so much focus on the religions and the demographics, the non-white demographics, is the what we call for a second the, the white American feels forgotten and feels like there's been so much attention on other demographics, they feel forgotten. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but I know for myself, being a, a white woman, there's this constant view, well, because you're you're white and you're educated, you must be voting for Clinton. And I'm like, not at all. She doesn't resonate for anything that I value. She doesn't resonate for anything that I stand for. So I, again, I'm going to take this back to business for a second, is being able to tap into and actually really listen to your market. Here's how Trump did this. He didn't listen to pollsters. How did he do this? One of his biggest advantages was the Republican, not the primary, which if you don't remember, there was about 14, some could say 16, but 14 other people running for the Republican Party. And that's when he started to do all these rallies and go into different cities and states and constantly traveling into middle America. He had to do all this traveling, and that's where he started to listen. That is then he started to listen. By the time he got the nominee, he already knew his game plan because he already knew the problems, the challenges, the desires, and the actual demographic of rural America. He knew it because he listened. And so I want, again, I want to take this back to um, the uneducated piece, the label, the labeling that the pollsters and the, the media did with what they call the educated. I mean, I heard all the time, if you're a white, educated woman, you're voting for Hillary. I'm like, if I'm educated, don't I get a choice? Right? And then someone asked me the other day on, on Twitter, they said, Heather, what is educated to you? And that was a great question. It was a great question. I think what the pollsters think educated is means you have what I call a bachelor's degree. Okay. That's what I think they're in the, in the demographic space. That's what they're saying. However, in the world, what does educated mean? I might technically have a master's degree, but I don't think that that means that I'm educated. My education comes from I'm business owner educated, right? <laughs> I'm uh, tax educated. I mean, I've had to learn taxes and understanding how business tax works. I've had to learn bankruptcy and foreclosure and how that works and stay away from it, how all these things work. I'm life educated. I've had to move through challenges. I've had to move through problems. The education comes from living life. The education comes from not depending on the call the government and depending on oneself. Education comes from being interdependent on oneself interdependent, right? Allowing the, what we call government to take care of what they need to take care of and being part of the community. That's where education comes from. People who are really out there risking, 
right? Not playing it safe. I think that's where the true education comes from. And so I answered this, this um, gentleman, I don't know who he is, on Twitter and said, um, I am, uh, yes, I am college educated, but I'm more business owner educated. I'm more life educated. I'm more uh, understanding how life business works educated. I'm capitalist educated. All those things makes me what I feel an educated person. I listen. I read. I'm open-minded. Like, I, I do read the other side. I, I always watch what the other side's saying, what I call the Democratic side. I listen. What are they saying what's happening? What are the, what's their view? Why are they taking on these protests the way they are? What's, what's their fear here? And I get their fear. I get, I get where it can come from, right? The challenges with that, it doesn't mean it's in reality, but it's in their reality. So I can understand that. Um, again, the labeling and going back to your business, okay, in a business situation, if you're an information marketer, if you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a talk show host, whatever it is, you want to make sure that you don't just push your view onto somebody else, right? It's actually saying, hey, here's my view. Here's where I'm coming from. Here's my stand in the matter, right? How can I help you? Get what you want in life. How can I help you overcome your challenges? And that's the question. That's the question in business and life. When I do my podcast 3030, I have a new course out called Podcast 3030, where I challenge speakers, authors, and coaches to go out there and get on 30 podcasts as a guest. Because in that, and I tell them also, Never say no to a podcast, no matter if they're like, we talk about gift baskets here. We talk to lawyers here. And you're like, well, I'm not a lawyer. Well, it's, it's okay. You want to be able to get on that show and talk to anyone, listen to anyone. Whenever, I'm on a, uh, whenever I get on a, a podcast, I've been on over 180 podcasts at this point, radio podcasts, virtual summits. And I always say, who do you think is listening? Who do you think is listening? What do you think their challenges are? What do you think their problems are? And they'll, they'll give me some information, but I always realize the ones that really know versus the ones who are like guessing. Right? Um, or they'll say why they started it. And that's great why they started it. However, the real question is who's listening and what are the challenges and the problems? Why are they listening so we can help solve and support them, right? Help solve their problems and challenges. And I just want to, you know, wrap it up here is to say, what is your market? Not what you think your market is, but what really is your market? Have you picked up the phone and actually talked to some of your customers? Or if you're, if you're in a retail location, actually sat down and who are your customers? Why do they choose you? How do they learn about you? Why do they continue to come back to you? What are their major problems and, and challenges in their life and you're the area of your business? What are other challenges and problems in your life that you could possibly serve them in? When's the last time you really asked them those questions and listened? And I think that's a big part of being not only a public servant in the political world, but being a business owner. That's our job. We're public servants. We create a business such that people give us money for a service or product to solve their problems or needs or challenges, right? And I just want to say, remind people why we're in business today, why you chose to build a business online or offline, whatever it is, is to be that public servant. And so your job is to listen and understand what their real challenges or problems are, not what 
you think they are. And the other challenge I say to you is be a disruptor. <laughs> this is a big one about Donald Trump. People didn't like him because he was a disruptor. But I say be a disruptor. And being a disruptor is what I call shaking up the norm, shaking up what they think is real and, and allowing people to get out of their comfort zone. Being a disruptor is being okay with being out of your comfort zone. So that's my challenge to you today. This is Heather Havenwood. Check me out on heatherhavenwood.com. Remember our sponsors at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit, M-O-B-I-T, as well as Thinkific, heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Thinkific. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear if you like it, don't like it, you like what I'm saying, and what your needs and challenges are right now in your business and life. Where do you live? What's going on in your world? You can email me at media at sexybossinc.com. That's media at sexybossinc.com. All right, everyone. Happy Sunday. Happy Monday, wherever you are in the world. And this is Heather Havenwood.